Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining me tonight on Next on the T. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro. And over the next hour, I'm going to be joined by two of the very best instructors in the game of golf who are going to share some great tips to, to keep the rust off your swings as we head into the winter season and a whole lot more. My first guest tonight is going to be 2010 LPGA Teacher of the Year, Cindy Miller. This is Cindy's third visit with me on the show, and she is absolutely fantastic, folks. We'll talk a little bit about junior golf and the importance of knowing the personality of your junior players because, you know, they, like most of us, right, you know, we learn differently, and uh, it's all based on the personalities that we have. So we'll talk about that. Cindy has also put together a wonderful program called Pursuing Your It, which is about finding your passion and your purpose in life. So we'll talk about that. She and her husband, Alan, have some boot camps coming up uh, in the spring, so we'll uh, find out when those are and what uh, you can go there and learn all about. She's also got a great way to practice indoors to keep your game in shape over the winter using marshmallows instead of golf balls. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more when Cindy joins me here in just a few minutes. Following her, I'll get a return visit from Top 100 instructor Eric Johnson. And as you guys know, we have a lot of fun every time Eric comes on the show. He's high energy, got a lot of passionate opinions and insights about the game of golf. And, and like Cindy, Eric is up in the northern part of the country, northern West Virginia. He's uh, just below the Pennsylvania line. He's the director of instruction now at Nemecolin Woodlands Resort, which is awesome, folks. If you've got a minute, go Google it. You know, Words just can't do justice about what a fantastic resort that place is. So we'll talk about that. We'll get Eric's tips for staying sharp over the winter as well. And if you're going to go out, and play, you know, this fall or this winter, you know, we'll uh, get some tips from Eric about how to make sure you're keeping the ball in the fairway and out of the leaves. So Eric will be along to join me here uh, about 25 minutes from now. So more great stories and instruction coming your way tonight on this edition of Next on the Tee. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking the journey with me over the next hour. And as you know, we are sponsored by the French Lick Resort. Let's hear a word from our good friend Steve Rondonero about what they've got going on. Fall golf is gorgeous at French Lick Resort. Perched on one of the highest points in Indiana, the Pete Dye course hosted the first ever senior LPGA championship this summer. Ask the ladies, the views are spectacular. The venerable Donald Ross course is looking better than ever as it celebrates its centennial. Go to FrenchLick.com and save with our Hall of Fame package. Play legendary golf at French Lick Resort this fall. Yeah, folks, be sure to go online to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself how great a place it is and to book your stay as well. And, folks, have you heard me talking about Clubhub sensors over the last couple of months? If you haven't, listen up and get ready to discover the best portable shot tracking and swing analysis golf device out there on the market. Other shot trackers tell you what happened. Clubhubs tell you what happened and why. Take the progress that you're making on practice tee directly to your rounds with the only device of its kind that you can take on the course with you. I have club hub sensors in all of my clubs. They screw right into the tops of your grips. And I can tell you, folks, since I put club hub sensors on my clubs, I've learned more about my swing and all of the data surrounding it than I've learned over the 40 years I've been playing the game. But before you go out and buy your own set, our friends at Kinetic Sports have a special discount for our listeners. You can get any club hub product for 10% off by entering NEXT, that's N-E-X-T as your coupon code, and you're going to get Clubhub sensors for a stellar low price. Head to clubhubgolf.com. Again, clubhubgolf.com to get your Clubhub sensors today and see your game in a whole new way. 
We are also excited to be partnering with the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. They're back with the same great equipment that you know and love without the retail markup that you hate. You can buy premium Ben Hogan irons, wedges, utility irons, hybrids, and bags directly from the factory at prices that your wallet is going to appreciate. Visit them online at BenHoganGolf.com or give them a call at 844-53-HOGAN. That's 844-53-HOGAN to learn more and to order your set today. Please also check out our friends at the Bobby Jones Apparel Company by going online to BobbyJones.com. Their new holiday collection is out. The shift in seasons is an opportunity to change things up layer upon layer and do it with enduring style from the Bobby Jones Apparel Company. See their new holiday collection by going online, again, to BobbyJones.com. And folks, as you know, we are partnering with Russ Holden and the great folks over at Caddy for a Cure. And one of the most unique opportunities in the world of professional golf is available to you through Caddy for a Cure. Spend the day inside the ropes with one of the world's best players as their caddy. It's a fantastic way to have the time of your life while supporting our wounded service members and Fancona anemia. You're going to get to walk side-by-side side with your tour player, experiencing professional golf as an insider. And in addition to this amazing experience, you're going to receive a fantastic gift package from Caddy for a Cure, which includes Under Armour logo apparel and an eyewear package, a tour-grade caddy bib suitable for autographs and framing, a tin cup ball marking gift, chef's cut real jerky, and professional photographs from your day. Go online to Caddy for a Cure, that's C-A-D-D-Y-F-O-R-A-C-U-R-E, caddyforacure.com to learn more. All right, folks, now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Cindy Miller. Let me remind you a little bit more about Cindy's background. She is from Silver Creek, New York, which is about 45 miles southwest of Buffalo. Played her college golf as a walk-on, mind you, at the University of Miami, there she became an All-American her senior year and served as team captain and helped Miami win back-to-back -back NCAA National Championships in 1977 and 78. She won the New York State Amateur Championship in 78 as well and qualified for the LPGA Tour in 1979. Played on the tour a few years before she met her husband, PGA Tour pro Alan Miller, who joined me not all that long ago. Cindy competed in five U.S. Opens. She's a Class A LPGA professional. She was named LPGA Teacher of the Year in 2010 and Golf Digest has named her as one of the top 50 women teachers in America. She was a contestant on two of the Golf Channel's uh, The Big Break season. She was on The Big Break 3, Ladies Only, and Big Break 7, Reunion. 2011, Cindy was inducted into the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. She competes regularly out on the LPGA Legends Tour, and on top of all of that, she's, a, like I say, a great teacher and a wonderful speaker as well, and I'm very excited to have her back with me tonight on Next on the Tee. Hey, Cindy, thanks for coming back on the show. Well, thank you, Chris. What a great introduction. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. So, Cindy, before we get into into all the golf stuff, first thing I got to know, your Hurricanes, right? Ranked number two in college football. Do Are you, you excited about a potential that? national championship? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what's even cooler? Two Saturdays ago, Alan and I went down there, and Kelly and Ben and Kingsley went, and we had a 40-year reunion for our back-to-back -back national championships. And we got to go wow. out on the field during uh, a timeout, and we got honored on the field, and it was like big time, which got, you know was very very cool because when we won national championships, we were lucky if we had any uniforms. It was so <laughs> long ago, but <laughs> we did get golf balls though. 
But anyway, right. it was an absolute thrill. We got to sit in a box, and we just felt like we were really important. And Patty Rizzo was there, and our coach, Norm Parsons, who was the guy who allowed me to walk on the team. And um, you know what I said to him? I said, you have no idea the fact that you kept your promise and let Cindy from Silver Creek try to qualify for your team. You changed the whole course of my life. And I don't think he really what realized that. And I, said, I am so grateful for you because, well, I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have played on the tour just because he kept his promise. A lot of people don't wow. keep their promises. So I just, I told him, I, I'm so grateful for you. And Rick Remert, who was there when I was there, uh, he put the whole thing together. He's working for the alumni. So it was just so special. I'm so glad I went. So yeah. And yeah, you know, good for the fact you. That they, they kicked Virginia Tech's butt. It was gr- even better, but it was great. <laughs> so, Cindy, on the opposite side of that coin, you live outside of Buffalo, and for a minute it looked like the Bills could be a playoff contender before the wheels fell off over oh, the last few goodness. weeks. Oh, my goodness. Don't even go there, please. <laughs> How are folks feeling? How are you feeling about the Bills? You know, I, I want to pay attention and I want to think that things are going to get better. But, and you know what? Can I be very candid with you? Because that's the only way I know how to be. <laughs> I teach Please. a couple of the trainers, okay? Mm-hmm. And one of the trainers said to me, it's very hard to motivate people who make millions of dollars. And I'm not saying they don't care. But boy, oh boy, do they need to be slept around or what? <laughs> at at five and two, I thought I thought I thought your boys, you know, might have something, and, and but not so much now. I did too. I really, really, really did. I really did. And it's like something has to break the spell. So I'm almost tempted to pick up the phone and call our new guy and say, "Let Mama Miller come in there and slap these boys around a little bit." <laughs> I really think we need to do a personality assessment and a team building. Session. There you go. I don't think I go. don't think they give a rip, and I want to slap them all. Anyway, <laughs> so so we don't need, let's talk about something else. <laughs> yeah, let's let let let's talk a little golf. And and okay. uh, Cindy, the last time you were you were kind enough to come on the show, we talked about something new and wonderful that you're working on called Pursue Your It. Give us an update. Talk about what that is, and give us an update on how things are going with that. Well, um, I created the Pursue Your It program. It's all about pursuing your passion, your potential, and your purpose in life. And I've got this thing called the It Box. And if you want to see what the box looks like, you can go to PursueYourIt.com. And I really have not identified what my target audience is, but i got to tell you, I love working with kids. And I've done a lot of team building for companies, but the kids, I really think we can make a difference. And so I'm doing a pilot program with the Buffalo Promise Neighborhood, which is sponsored by M&T Bank in Western New York, in two of the worst zip codes in Buffalo. And I went in, and I don't want to talk to somebody who doesn't want to listen. You know what I mean? You've got to want mm-hmm. to get better. So 
I told the teachers that what I would like to do is I would like to come in and tell the story of what the It Box is about. And those who choose to move forward have to pick it up and decide, I'm not going to hand it to you. So they had kids apply for coming to the program. And the kids that applied, they did not choose all the best kids. They chose some kids who had trouble. And they told them, this lady is going to come in, and it's kind of like McDonald's wanting to serve a new sandwich. And they want your opinion on how the sandwich tastes. So they all felt very important. And they were seventh graders, and I did it last spring. So I told the story. And it was about 20, 25 minutes long, and I explained what was in the box, and I said, now if you choose to pick it up, I will help you pursue your it. And the director of curriculum said, well, tell us what you think was important about Mrs. Miller's story. And one little girl raised her hand, and she says, you know, I think it's important that you were willing to discuss how there was domestic violence in your house growing up. I thought, okay, that's cool. And this little boy raised his hand and he said, I think it's cool that you were willing to discuss your husband's depression and how he tried to commit suicide. I said, okay, that's good. And then the third little girl, Jayla, who told me she didn't have a dream, because I asked them, what's your dream? She said, I don't really have a dream. And she said, you know, I think it's really good that you were willing to share the story about how you had to run through the snow on your bare feet to get away from your father because he thought he was, you were, he was going to kill you and you were running down to the police station. She says, because I think kids need to know that the police are okay. Wow. And I thought, okay, I'm supposed to be doing this. Mm-hmm. So I created an online assessment and for kids And I had them all take the online. They all said they wanted to do it. They said, we're in. I go, well, you can't quit on me. You've got to want to do this. And they said, we will. So they took an online assessment. And then I went back in and I explained to them their behavior styles, you know, who's a high D that's driven and, you know, really wants to win and very competitive, who's a high I, you know, whose eyes are influencing. They like to talk a lot. They typically lose things. Who was an S who's steady and quiet and shy, and who was a C who was very conscientious and analytical and detail-oriented? And I said, you know, can you relate to, like, let's say, Miss Chamberlain, your teacher? What do you think she is? Oh, she's definitely a C. And I said, well, who's the high eyes in the room? And they raised their hand. I said, so why do you think Miss Chamberlain drives you nuts and you drive Miss Chamberlain nuts? And they were like, oh, my God. So everybody was laughing, and Miss Chamberlain was laughing. So it, really what it does is it exposes elephants that nobody wants to talk about. So it was the end of the school year, and we couldn't finish. So I, I met with the teacher and the curriculum development coordinator in the summer, and I said, I really want to keep doing this if you guys want to do it. And they said, absolutely, definitely. And, and the funny thing is, is Dennis, the one who was not the best kid, walked into Miss Chamberlain's office and said, hey, when's that white lady coming back again? So I said, okay, I'm supposed to be doing this. So I was just with them Monday. The school principal uh, said, oh, my gosh, these kids love this. 
we're going to have them get bussed out to the dome and get a free golf lesson, and we're going to give them a lesson, Alan and I. Um, that wasn't supposed to be part of it. This has nothing to do with golf. This is above and beyond golf. It's about people that just want to get better at life. But I have to tell you a real cool story. So two weeks ago we were there, and I said, okay, you guys remember what we did in the in the spring. I said, so what do you really want to do and be when you grow up? So Janae wants to be a, a TV analyst, so we videotaped her and you know said, here we are, Westminster Community Charter School, and she was really cool about it. And I said, Dennis, what do you want to be? And he said, well, I want to be an NFL player. And I go, oh, really? I said, uh, what position would you like to play? He goes, well, I'm going to be a running back. I go, oh. I said, do you know I said, what, what was C.J. What was C.J. Spiller? And uh, he said, oh, a running back. And I go, you know what we should do? We should take a selfie with all of us, and I should text it to C.J. Spiller. And Dennis looks at me and goes, you don't have his phone number. I go, oh, Dennis, 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 don't underestimate me, honey. <laughs> so, so we take this. We ta- oh, this is awesome. We take this selfie, right? He goes, oh, everybody make a C and a J with your fingers, right? So we do, and we, we look goofy. And I, I go into my phone. He goes, oh, my God, she's got his number. So I text him, and I said, oh, my gosh, I miss you. How are you? Blah, 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 blah. And he goes, he's not going to respond. And I said, Dennis, how much you want to bet that he responds before this class is over? He goes, 10 bucks. I said, Dennis, you don't even have 10 bucks. I said, I wouldn't do that. Two minutes later, C.J. Spiller responds. How are you? I miss you. I need to come to Buffalo and visit you. And I said to these wow. kids, and they, they went nuts. They went nuts. And I said, now, why do you think I'm friends with C.J. Spiller? And they said, well, I don't know. Maybe you were nice to him. And I said, why do you think he's willing to text me back? And they said, well, because he trusts you. And I said, why do you think I was willing to tell you my gory story from growing up? And they said, because you trust us. I said, you're absolutely right. So that's how my program's going. That's an amazing group of stories. Good for you. Good for those kids. So for people that now have just learned about Pursue Your It and whether they're up in the Buffalo area or not, how can they get themselves involved and learn more about it? They can email me. They can go to the website. So go to PursueYourIt.com. Um, they can email me, Cindy at PursueYourIt.com or Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com. Again, I've got a few different schools that want to do it. I did an event with Big Brothers Big Sisters last Tuesday. I had one of the Buffalo Bills camera guys i paid him on the side i said simon you got to come film this because our daughter which you know works for golf channel and she's jimmy roberts producer for the olympics and i said you know i really want kelly to make me a feature video and hopefully jimmy roberts will voice it over um for us uh because we need to raise money i've been doing it all by myself uh we've had a few people donate some money and i'm very grateful for them we need to raise money because what these kids do is they take these assessments. Now, I paid a, a technical guy to create a youth profile. 
but I found a company that will that has a youth profile that does what motivates these kids to action. So not only do you need to know your behavior style, but you also need to know what motivates you. Like, are you motivated by being nice to people? Do you want power? Do you like being unique? Do you want a return on investment? You know, do you like artistic things? Everybody's motivated by something different, and there's seven specific motivators, and I'm certified in all this stuff. But these kids, once they learn about themselves and they can learn to discern what others are, all of their relationships are going to be better. So go to PursueYourIt.com. If you want to donate, you can click on Donate. If you want scoop on how you can learn how to pursue your it, or you would like me to come talk or do whatever, just Cindy at PursueYourIt.com. So, Cindy, like you mentioned a moment ago, you've talked a little bit about some snippets of stories about your life and your husband's life. There's a book in there somewhere. Is that when is that project going to get started? You know what's funny is no one I I paid somebody to write the book and no one wants to publish it. No. And I just spoke to, I'm not kidding you. And somebody I talked to somebody last week and they told me it was going to cost me $50,000 for them to edit it and publish it. I go, I don't have that much money. <laughs> so I yeah, so if anybody wants to help me, <laughs> let me know. Yes. Yeah, we got to start that campaign. That have, book needs to get out there. Well, I agree with you. Again, even if it's not just about the golf. Yeah. So. Yes. I mean, I've had people say, "Well, you're not famous enough to write this book," and I, well, it's not about me. It's about who I'm going to help. Right. So. Wow. All right. So that's another campaign. There's two campaigns right there. We got to get working on. So we'll talk off the air about that. So we've only got a few more minutes of your time tonight, Cindy, and there's a couple of things, uh, a couple other things I wanted to get to. First, and as you and I were talking prior to the show going live, you guys, you and your husband, Alan, recently on the morning drive together on the Golf Channel, and you were talking about how important it is, and I think this ties into the last thing we were just talking about, but how important it is to know the personality of your son and daughter when you're considering junior golf and who is going to teach them. Talk about how understanding their personality type plays into how, you, you know, the coach that they need, I guess, how they find the coach that they're going to need. Well, again, I think not only does it help understanding your child's personality, but it will help your relationship with your child, depending on who you are. So Alan's dad was kind of like uh, Earl Woods, you know, a control freak perfectionist, and Alan was more like Freddie Couples or Ernie Out. And so when you have a child like that, they can appear to not care because they're so laid back, whereas Alan would prefer to just hit balls on the range all by himself. And somebody like Christina Kim is going to be walking up and down the range talking to everybody, and the Mr. Quiet person is probably going to say under his breath, why don't you shut up? You are driving me nuts. Or playing golf with (laughs) Chichi Rodriguez or Lee Trevino, right? And then Jack Nicklaus being totally perfectionist-oriented. So it's not only important for you to know who your child is, it's important for you to know who you are, and then you have to allow your child to play within their own behavior style. So Alan Miller will never play golf like Tiger Woods or Ricky Fowler and go for things. Alan, taking a risk, 
he might think, oh, I've got a 70-30 chance at making this happen, where Cindy would go for it with 50-50 chance. And Alan and Cindy's son, Jamie, would probably go for it if he has a 20% chance. So you have to understand that because if you don't and you criticize your child, they're going to think something's wrong with them. And the way parents push their children nowadays it's disgusting. So I feel like I have to save these kids from their parents almost. So it's very, very, very important. And, Cindy, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, if it's not already freezing up in Buffalo in the Northeast, it's going to be in a minute. And one of the things that you've talked about here in the past is the importance of muscle memory. And you've got a unique way of practicing indoors during the wintertime, <laughs> using marshmallows instead of golf balls. Talk about how we can practice our golf swings using marshmallows. Well, you can practice your golf swing using marshmallows because if you don't brush the ground, the marshmallow's not going in the air. As you witnessed on that morning drive show when I hit <laughs> poor Damon in the wrong spot. And what a wonderful guy he is, by the way. But, yes, you can practice in the house. And I don't know if you know it, but I did create a learn-to-hit-it kit. And and this kit comes with a 10-module online course where you can learn how to hit a clean, airborne, and straight on purpose in the comfort of your own home using marshmallows or the uh, the foam golf balls that come with the kit. So it's really important that you practice. And you got to get up and move. Because it gets so cold, you just feel like snuggling on the couch with a blanket with a fl- fire and watching a movie. And you can't do that or you're going to get fat. Cindy, <laughs> <laughs> so one, one more before we let you go. And uh, you've got some, you and Alan have some boot camps coming up this spring. Talk about uh, what the timing around those and what folks could uh, look forward to learning and being a part of if they sign up for the boot camps. Well, it's called Boot Camp for a reason. Uh, we've got a junior boot camp that's only got room for one more uh, student in February at Orange County National. We've got an adult boot camp in February, March, and April. Um, we have breakfast every morning. We practice for three hours. We have lunch, and we play golf with you every single afternoon. So for those who really want to learn how to score better and change their game forever, boot camp is the place to do it at Orange County National in Orlando, Florida. And if you want more scoop on that, email me at cindy at cindymillergolf.com. Cindy, how can our listeners also stay up to date with all the great things you're doing? Reminding you at pursueyourit.com, you got cindymillergolf.com. Talk about all the places online and on social media. We can keep track of all the great things you do. Uh, Twitter is at cindymillergolf. Uh, Instagram is cindymillergolf. Facebook is cindymiller. And probably the best way to find me and to sign up for a newsletter would be to go to cindymillerinc.com, cindymillerinc.com, and you can sign up right there on the front page of the website for our newsletter, and you can keep up to date on all the crazy things that I'm doing. (laughs) It's not crazy. It's all fantastic stuff. 
you're a wonderful person. I can you know, I can't get to how blessed I am to have gotten to know you over the last year or so and, and to have you on the show like I have and uh great things that you're doing for everybody. So Cindy, thank you for your time tonight. Hopefully we get the opportunity to have you and, and uh and also your husband Alan back on the show again real soon. I hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving and if I don't get to talk to you between now and Christmas, a Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thanks, Chris. Same to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Cindy. Take care. That is Bye-bye. the great Cindy Miller. And again, CindyMillerInc.com, CindyMillerGolf.com, at CindyMillerGolf on Twitter. And uh, the Pursue Your it, it, folks, is, is you know the stories that she just talked about are unbelievable. But the great things that she's doing you know, to help kids and to be a part of their lives and to change lives, again, always an amazing time getting to spend, uh, you know, whatever we get with Cindy. She's a, a wonderful human being. All right, folks, before I get to my next guest, Eric Johnson, I want to give a shout-out to a few of our sponsors. And first, I want to remind you about our friends over at SyncIt.com. Folks, you know how we like to keep things on the positive side here on Next on the T and to have a positive approach both in life and on the golf course. Well, we're excited to be partnering with the folks over at SyncIt.com. Keep putting that positive thought of sinking the putt in your mind with their great line of T-shirts and hats. You know, to win any tournament, you've got to sink the final putt. And we all wake up every day to finish strong, sink the putt, close the deal, work hard, get better each and every day. Have the confidence to push forward towards your dreams with unwavering passion, and you're going to sink it in life. Check them out online at sinkit.com. And, folks, have you heard me talking about Clubhub sensors over the last couple of months? Well, if you haven't, please listen up and get ready to discover the best portable shot tracking and swing analysis golf device out there. Other shot trackers tell you what happened. Clubhubs tell you what happened and why. Take the progress that you're making out on the practice tee directly to your rounds with the only device of its kind that can go on the course with you. I have Club Hub sensors in all of my clubs. They screw right into the top of your grips, and I can tell you, since I put Club Hub sensors on my clubs, I've learned more about my swing and all of the data surrounding it than I've learned over the 40 years I've been playing the game. But before you go out and buy your own set, our friends at Kinetic Sports have a special limited-time discount for our listeners. You can get any Club Hub product for 10% off by entering NEXT. That's N-E-X-T as your coupon code, and you're going to get Club Hubs for a stellar low price. Head to clubhubgolf.com. That's clubhubgolf.com to get your Clubhub sensors today, and you're going to see your game in a whole new way. I also want to remind you about our friends over at Par Bar. Energy and focus on the golf course is essential whether you're playing you know, out on the tour in your club championship or your weekend four ball with your buddies. Par Bar, the golfer's nutritional bar, can help you with both. Eat a little bit, you know, before you get to the first tee and then the rest every three holes or so until you're finished and you're going to play with more energy and focus to win. Par Bar was developed by a lifelong golfer and a food scientist to help all golfers play their best. Go to parbargolf.com to see what, you know, what a great line of products that they've got available for you. And folks, this uh, segment of the show is sponsored by the PGA Tour Superstore. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGASuperstore.com. Now, back to you, Chris. And now back with me here on Next on the Tee and making his 10th appearance 
on the show is uh, joining us on the French Lick Resort guest line is Eric Johnson. Let me remind you about Eric's background. Played his college golf and was a four-year letterman at Mississippi State from 1992 to 95. He helped them win back-to-back Kroger intercollegiate titles in 94 and 95. Golf Magazine has named Eric a top 100 teacher every year since 2011. He was also recognized by Golf Digest as a top 40 under 40 teacher. He is a three-time Tri-State PGA Teacher of the Year. He is also a two-time Horton Smith Award winner for his contributions to education. He played out on the Canadian Tour, the Sunshine Tour, and the Golden Bear Tour. Eric was the Director of Instruction at Oakmont Country Club for many years. He is now the Director of Instruction at Nemecoan Woodlands Resort, which is an unbelievable resort, folks, located in Farmington, Pennsylvania, which is just a little southeast of Pittsburgh near the West Virginia border. And like I said at the top of the show, go Google it. You're going to be amazed at what a wonderful resort it is. And as you can tell by the number of appearances that Eric has made on the show, you know, he's so much fun. Every time he joins me on the show, I have a great time. And Eric is not only one of my favorite guests here on the show, I think he's one of my favorite people anywhere on the planet. And I'm honored he is back tonight on Next on the Tee. Hey, Eric, how are you, my friend? Chris, my man, how you doing? I'm blushing over here. I, I, I don't know how you do it. You're the most entertaining man in radio. I I'm just honored to talk to you, buddy. I really appreciate it. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to have you on this show, my friend. So, Eric, I want to, I want to start off my time with you tonight by first getting your thoughts on Tiger Woods and his latest comeback. You and I have talked about Tiger and about his, you know, physical and, you know, mental struggles over the last, you know, few years. I'm I'm curious, you know, there's a lot of hype right now about him coming back and, you know, being at the Hero Challenge. The, he says he's hitting it farther than he ever has before and Ricky Fowler said the Tiger's out driving him. What do you think? You know, how how what are your expectations, I guess I should say, for him coming back this season and uh, going forward? Well, how about a nice, soft question right off the bat there, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honest to God, now we're taking on attack. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, 13 surgeries since 1994. Um, I got to say, you know, the scar tissue from the, you know, the sex scandal, the divorce, I mean, the short game yips, uh, his latest arrest, I mean, uh, that, that was uh, – quite a quite a cocktail of uh things he was on there uh five different things in there um man i don't know i i you know I, that being said um i wouldn't put it past him i i wish him luck i i you know it's a it's a hard one there i just don't i don't know that after 13 years um or or 13 surgeries all the scar tissue that that man has right now. I mean, his dad losing his dad. I, we all go through it, and um, you know, I, it, this is a tough one. I yeah. I don't know when the last time he's finished uh, a four round tournament. I don't. I don't remember that. I I can't tell you the date, but I know it's been a while. Um, I don't think, in my professional opinion, that he will. You know, I just don't know. Listen, we've had four swing coaches. We've had four different changes of the golf swing, the golf swing that was perfection, that was number one in the world. Why we're going to change to get better, I just, that's uh, mind-boggling to me. And, you know, we remember when when Butch said, they they said, hey, Butch, what are you going to work on with Tiger this year in 2000? They said, anything, he's not number one in the world. So, I mean, really, that's that's all you needed to know. Um, and to change what they had done is 
in my estimation, was a pretty poor choice. Now, that being said, Hank Henney had a great winning percentage with Hank. So, you know, maybe that tells you that, you know, uh, it doesn't really matter how you swing it. And maybe that does. But but I think ultimately we have our golf DNA. We, you know, we revert back to our mannerisms, our our body, you know, our body is going to dictate what we do with a golf club. And, you know, when you're fighting some of that, even if you're the greatest athlete in the world, and we've got to admit that Tiger had probably one of the best 10, 11-year runs of anybody ever. Uh, I still think Jack is number one of all times. And anyone to say that he's not, I just can't believe that anyone could say that. I don't know how you could say that, that, that Tiger was better than Jack. I mean, Look at his rate. Look at his record. Eighteen majors. You know all those seconds, all those thirds. I think it's thirty something. You know, uh, you know, second and third place in in majors. You know, I mean that that's incredible. That's total dominance. So I I just you know I mean I've got to say that I think Jack's number one. But I you know I I think the golf world wants to see it. I want to see him come back. And you know what? Wouldn't it be fun to see all this young talent, all this. You know, I mean, think of all these young guns out there. I mean, and, and then throw Tiger in the mix and say, all right, here you go, young guns. This is what a real dominant champion looked like, and let's see it again. You know, I mean, I, you know, we, we fantasize about going back and seeing, you know, Hogan and, and Jack and Arnie and Trevino and Watson and Norman and, and, and Faldo. What would happen if all those guys were – in the same ring at the same time, you know, wouldn't that be cool to see, but history never gives us that. They give us one or two every 10 years. They're the dominant guy. And then it moves on, you know? So this is a hard one, Chris. I, 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 if I was putting my money on Vegas, I I would take the under, but I wouldn't be surprised if if the over hit, you know, I mean, I, I just think tigers, he's just incredible. You know, he's a special human being on a golf course. Um, so, I, I, you know, long-winded answer for I'm not sure, but I think I'd take the under. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Eric, there, there are a couple things there that I, that I want to get to, uh, the comments that you make, cause, and, and I put this out on Twitter earlier today, because one of the debates I always find funny is when people want to debate who is the greatest golfer of all time. You know, oh. many people yeah. sort of limit that conversation to Jack and Tiger, and I think Bobby Jones should definitely be in that conversation. But even if you do, just limit it to those two guys. To me, it's not even close or worthy of debate because, like you mentioned a moment ago, Jack won 18 majors. He finished second 19 times. He finished third nine times and had a total of 56 top fives in majors. Right? Tiger, <coughs> top fives, 29. So barely half as many times as Jack did. So to me, there's no real debate who the greatest of all time is, unless I'm missing something, but it sounds like you agree. There is no question about it. I mean, Jack's the best. But look at his longevity. I mean, Jack won in 62 at Oakmont and then won in 86 at the Masters. Now, come on now. Um, his longevity in his career has been amazing. And you know what? Jack had some, you know, he had some bad back issues and health issues too. I mean, he didn't have the incredible surgeries that Tiger has. I think it's 13. I tried to to look it up, and you know, I mean, we get various reports, but I mean, I mean, 13 surgeries since 1994 on Tiger. Um, 
that's a lot. That's a lot of wear and tear on the body. Now, Jack, um, the reverse C that he had in the beginning of his career really kind of dinged up his back. And now I don't know really, you know, I don't know anybody teaching that, thank God, because, you know, we're, they're ruining people's backs. Um, and and you hear Jack always say, now, okay, now we finish the nose a little more over the front. He's not teaching that. and He used to talk about it, but he doesn't now. And thank God we've evolved and teaching has evolved and and we're not hurting people. We're not hurting people as much as we used to. But, uh, yeah, no, hands down, Jack's number one of all times. Now, you, there's a really strong argument about Bobby Jones, and that that's probably pretty valid. And, you know, I think Sam Snead probably gets a little bit of a – he probably gets a little short-sheeted there a little bit, but – when you look at the major record, you know, there's no question. If you look at wins, 18, the seconds, the thirds, you know, this is a hands down, this is a no-brainer. Anyone that says Tiger was the best is full of BS. I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know, this. how can you say that? Look at the – how does how – does, what is he at, 13, 14 majors? How does 13 majors 14. equal 18 and 14? So – you know, come on, what are we talking about here? You know, and and a lot of this stuff was self-inflicted. You know, so, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I, Jack's the man. One thing that uh, the Tiger has recently come out in support of that both uh, Jack and uh, and Gary Player have been saying for years, Eric, is that the golf ball flies too far for for at least for tour players, right? Tiger talked about how. 8,000-yard courses aren't too far off. And then Mike Davis, you know, a guy that you know pretty well, executive director of the USGA, yes, came out in support of that notion. He said sort of the trickle-down effect about how far the ball flies are horrible, meaning that, you know, the need for more land, and, the, and the, which results in more maintenance and, and more upkeep and more water, right, <clears throat> is, is really a detriment to the game, you know, for the, for the long term. Do you, do you think it's time for the USGA and the RNA to really look at, you know, dialing the ball back? For the average human? No. And not, not even, not even close to, 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 to no. I mean, I, I could be as far away from that statement as you could possibly imagine. I sit there at Nemecolum Woodlands Resort and Spa and I teach the average human being and you can't believe how many of the people can't hit 200 yards. Now, if you want to do something for the tour players, go ahead. You know, I mean, I get I get so frustrated with the USGA. We're going to ban anchoring putting. Okay, so think about it. Okay, some guy has got the yips. He, he can't play. They stick a thing in his chest, and now he can make a few putts and wants to play again. And they say, no, we can't do that. And then they say, okay, well, we can't spin the ball. Average player can't spin the ball. Now, you can make all the different, you know, this bifractional rule thing is probably a good, this is probably the, the time to talk about that because I think for the tour players, you can do whatever you want. They can figure it out. Manufacturers, you can see what the manufacturers have figured out. I mean, they've, they've beaten the USGA, and the, and the USGA knows it. They're out in front. They they figure it out. Once that ball gets at 105, 110 on club head speed, that ball incrementally does something different. I mean, I can't explain it. I don't know what they did, but they did it, and 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 they're right. But but the average player is nowhere close to this 110 mile an hour swing range. 
And when you, you know, why do we have to have five sets of tees anymore? Why do we have six sets of tees? You know, because the average player can't hit it far enough. They're building all these golf courses for Tiger and Brooks Koepka, and they're failing to forget that the majority of the players are, you know, 18 handicaps. And, and, and you know, when we look at the real golf statistics, 22 million non-avid players penalize them. You know, do whatever you want to the tour players. And, you know, Mike Davis, I, I've got a lot of respect for Mike. He's done a lot of good things for the USGA. And, you know, he's did a lot of great things at Oakmont. I've watched him uh, over the years, and, and he's a really good guy. But, uh, you know, you're making – the golf ball is making Marion's golf courses like that a little obsolete. And, you know, Oakmont, we stretched it out there pretty good. So, you know, I mean, we're still – we're still in the game, but you know, there's a lot of holes. You do not need driver. And in a, in an open, we need old man par is a really good score. Hit the fairways. So, you know, get it in the fairways and, and keep it in play. But, uh, for the average player, Chris, I cannot fathom this whole, like, we're going to pull the ball back. I mean, look around at your average club. No one's hitting it. Yeah. Yeah. There's two guys. There's two freaks that hit it you know, 350 yards, but the rest of the people are not hitting it very far. And and God bless the whole, you know, play it forward thing. I mean, I love that. Get people up there where they're having fun. You know, I, I've never understood, if I hit a driver and a sandwich into a hole, then I want to know why a female player can't hit a driver and a sandwich. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. We we penalize these poor women, and we put them up there on these tees that they can't get, you know, they hit driver, three wood, and then a sandwich. Well, what fun is that on a par four? I mean, I, okay, so what is the, okay, let me reel it back here. What is the main purpose that what we're trying to do in the game of golf? Well, I think it's have fun. That's That should be the number one answer to anybody. What are you trying to do when you play golf? Have fun, bingo. So why? What is fun about hitting a driver and a three wood and then a sand wedge on a par four? I don't. I don't know what would be fun about that. You know. Right. Uh, so I, I'm sorry. I just. I really. And you know what? Do whatever you want to the tour players, but stop penalizing the amateurs. I mean, they're not. They're not. They said, "Well, we got to protect the game." Protect the game from who? You're losing players. <laughs> So what are we right. talking about here? What protected from who? The, the people that can still play it? Come on, uh, I, you know, yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, guess I'm not sold on that one. No, and I'm with you. I mean, I think I think for the tour player, I think you've got to do something because it's uh, you know some of the things that we're seeing out on tour are, are ridiculous, and that's the one tenth of one percent of the players out there. If it's even that even that high, right? Exactly. You know, it, it, Watching guys like Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy bust a 400 and something yard drive, and you know hitting sandwich into into par fives is ridiculous. Yes, we need to do something about that, right? We got to save the game from those guys. But uh, you're right. I agree with that. For the average Joe like me, yeah, you don't need to protect anything from me, right? Let let me hit it. as far as I can end. I stink anymore. I stink. I mean, you know, I mean I'm, I, there was a day I could lay it down, but that day is past. 
and 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 now that, 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 you know don't 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 hurt me. I mean, you know, think about it. We, you know, this kind of works into you know the senior tour and the champions tour. Excuse me, and uh, you know when you think of Bernard Langer and you know some of the guys, all these guys that use these you know anchored putters, and now we're going to take that away, and then we're going to take the grooves away, and well that that. You can do whatever you want to a tour player, but don't do it to the average guy. Let them play. Let them have fun. What's wrong with what's wrong with seeing? You know what the coolest thing that I see is when a when a when a senior player comes in tells me I shot my age today, and I'm like phenomenal. Well, I don't say. Well, wait a minute. What tee did you play? Did you have square grooves? Did you have an anchor putter? Did you have? No, no, no. I don't say that. Phenomenal. Great, do it again tomorrow. We'll see you again tomorrow. Right. Have fun. And and these guys are getting up on those four tees and they're going, Man, I kinda like it up here. <laughs> and it's fun. <laughs> I, I did it the other day. I was like, Man, this is this is great. I played with my kids. I played on the I played from the red tees. I thought, Man, this is a lot of fun up here. I could I could break par up here, but you put me on those champion <laughs> tees, man. No thanks. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So Eric, you mentioned you mentioned Bernard Langer, and that, and that guy, yeah. you know, is a well-oiled machine out on the Champions Tour. Guy won wow. seven times this season at age sixty. Somehow didn't win the Schwab Cup, Eric, which drives me nuts because Kevin Sutherland <clears throat> did, even though his only win was at the final tournament. I don't know how how that whole thing works, where a guy who won seven times doesn't win the the, the Charles Schwab Cup to a guy who won one time, but whatever. I guess that's a different conversation. But, again, Longer's 60 years old, and it seems like the guy's only getting better. What are your thoughts about yeah. what we're seeing from Bernard Longer? Well, they they got some explaining to do on that one. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, come on now. I, he won two of the three coming into it, and it's like but, – but like he said, you know, it's playoffs, and, and you know what? Fine. Uh Charles Schwab, you know, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate their sponsorship to that event and, and and the Champions Tour. And you know, I mean, when you think of Bernard Langer, I mean, come on, turned pro in '72, two-time Masters champion, number one in '19, uh, I think it was '86. I mean, he was, uh, you know, the second of all time on the on the European Tour on wins. Um, you know what he did this year and what he continues to do is incredible and i can only i can only explain it uh from his work work ethic standpoint i think that he works harder than any human being out there uh he's uh he's well he's like a german train schedule i mean he's he's he just he's just he's just predictable he he checks the loft and lie on his clubs all the time every week he 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 practices harder than anyone, and I think um, I'm not trying to get anyone offend anyone. I think some people on the Champions Tour uh, get out there and coast a little bit. They cash some paychecks, and you know what? So be it, and that's fine with them. Uh, Bernard Langer is not one of those guys. He works harder than anyone else out there, and I think that everyone knows it. And when you see an ageless wonder, there's not many times you see an ageless wonder like that. You saw Hale Irwin do the same thing, and then, you know, 62, 63, 64, he was not there anymore. I mean, it just, it just, his game deteriorated. And uh, 
where he couldn't win. And uh, but Bernard, he looks like he's he's getting better and better and better. Now, um, I, I've got some, you know, he he's a devout Catholic. I mean, he Christian, excuse me. He just he uh, you know he he talks about God a lot. Um, and I asked, uh, so, you know, I mean, it, it's funny when you get on that subject, I, I asked Andy Martinez one time, I said, Andy, <clears throat> what keeps Tom Lehman, Andy Martinez is Tom Lehman's longtime caddy. I said, what, and, and he is a devout Christian as well. And I, I said, what keeps him ticking? I mean, you know, when, when, once somebody makes, okay, what, what makes Bill Gates keep ticking? You know, he's worth 78 and a half billion dollars, whatever it is. I mean, it's a joke. Uh, what keeps him motivated? What keeps him ticking? And I said that to Andy Martinez, and Andy said something, and I thought I'd, I'd like step back. I didn't know how to take it. He goes, well, you know, Tom sees himself as a shining light in a dark world, and, you know, he wants to shine light to the world. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, most people are worried about how much they make or their bank account. And this guy is thinking he's a shining light in a dark world. And I thought, wow, okay, I, that's a very unique perspective to look at it in that sense. And now I, I don't know if Bernard thinks that about himself, but I, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's a very powerful statement. And when you get a driven guy like that and he works as hard as he does. I mean, he's still out there practicing, potting, chipping, pitching, bunk. He does it all. He's not coasting. And I think you can look at a lot of players out there, and they're on coast mode. They're like, hey, I've already made it. I just need some money here and there and whatever, and I get to play golf every day, and this is great. But he does not think that way. And so the mental perspective in the game, to me, is the most underrated thing that we talk about. And, you know, we, we just, we, you know, when you look at a mental push perspective of someone like Bernard Langer, I mean, my God, it works hard every single day, never gives up. I mean, it's he's won the money title nine out of ten times. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Uh, I, you know, he'll, he'll, you know, obviously go down as one of the best in the game. Eric, I, I want to get a few lessons from you before before we uh, have to go. So there's a there's a, a few things that I wanted to get your ideas around as you know winter is fastly approaching. Right, we're in here in the fall. Winter is going to be here before you know it. And as as we try to get in those last few rounds before the bitter cold sets in, there's an even greater premium about keeping the ball in the fairway because the rough now is covered by leaves. So your ball goes in there, you end up losing it. For those <laughs> of us who who tend to whether whether we slice it or we hook it? How can we do a better job right now keeping our ball in the fairway? Great question. You know, I mean, it, first of all, driving is is so important, and you know, you don't always have to use a driver. That's one thing that I tell people all the time. You know, there's no rule that says this is a par four or this is par five, and you have to use a driver. You know, I mean, sometimes putting it away and hitting a four iron and getting it in play is the best idea. I came from Oakmont. I saw that all the time. Uh, I played a, a little bit defensive at Oakmont. I went on the defense a lot there. Um, also, you know, later part of my career wasn't a great, wasn't a great driver of the golf ball. I'm not going to call it a driver yet, but I'm going to call it a little bit spooky with a driver. But, uh, you know, my, my thing was get it in play. And, and, 
that doesn't mean always hitting the driver. You know, the most important thing that we know, there's no ifs, ands, or doubts about it. We have to hit the golf ball in the center of the face. So, you know, if we've got excessive motion, if we've got a lot of movement in our legs, we've got a lot of verticals, then if we're not hitting the ball in the center of the face, then we got to start there. we got to stop the up and downs. we got to get you to, you know, put a hinge in, in your wrist and your arms and, and, and then line it up at the bottom and form a good line at the bottom and, and reduce the up and downs. Now you say, well, hold on a second, hold on a second. Justin Thomas, he's way up on his toes, and Lexi Thompson, that's correct. They're tour players. They they get away with that. That's something I wouldn't teach the average person, and some people cringe at that. And I go, well, hold on a second. Well, what? let me get this straight. So you're a Steeler fan. You'll love this analogy. So, uh, so I'm going to teach you how to. Okay, Antonio Brown is going to teach us how to run down the sideline, look over our shoulder, put our arm up, catch the ball, have some savage hit me from 20 miles an hour going left and hit me gonna get my toes inbound and then i'm gonna fall out and then i'm gonna get back up and hand it to the ref and say okay thanks a lot that was a good catch wasn't it you can't teach that they're freaks of nature you cannot teach that so let's get past that we need to teach every human like they're tour players they're not we're not we're not all tour players and we're that's why we have handicaps that's why we you know still play and enjoy the game so you can't just teach what tour players do. So to me, you got to get a little more grounded, stay a little more steady, find the bottom of the arc, hit the center of the face. If you hit the center of the face, we know it's long. I, I can tell you that. Now, I can tell you that for two reasons. Number one, every mile an hour that you swing faster, you hit it two and a half yards further, okay, approximately. Now, think about that. If you hit it one inch off the center of the face, you lose about 15% of the flight. Now, simple math on that is if you hit it 250 yards, 100 miles an hour, it's going to go 250. If you hit an inch off center, that's uh, like uh, 30, let's see, 37 and a half yards, that's 212. Now, I can guarantee you 212 is not like 250, right? Whatever the two, you know, 212 and a half, whatever. And, uh, you know, so hit it in the center of the face, find the center, centerness of contact is long. Most people slice it, and that's because we're trying to, you know, hold the angle too long and we're not worrying about squaring the face early. I always tell everyone to square the face early as soon as you can. As soon as you can on a downswing, start squaring that face because most average players slice it. And, you know, you watch it day in and day out and, Ball's going to the right, going to the right, going to the right. And I said, listen, just take the toe. As soon as you get to the top, start turning your knuckles down, start squaring the face. And and you'd be amazed at how much further you start hitting the ball. Eric, what about around the greens? As it gets colder, right, the greens, I imagine, are getting harder. Is there an adjustment that we need to make when we are chipping the ball closer to the greens as it gets colder outside? Well, when it starts, you know – Right now, it's supposed to snow a lot tomorrow, and it's supposed to look snow on Friday and Saturday and Sunday up here in Farmington, and and it's getting where it's starting to bounce. But yeah, I mean, you gotta start, you gotta start using the loft more, <clears throat> letting it hit, and you know, it's obviously gonna run out a little more. 
So I always, wintertime golf, I say, you know, use a little more loft. It's going to bounce. It's going to run a little bit. The greens are getting firmer. They're getting kind of frozen a little bit, um, which is kind of fun on, <laughs> on the tee shots to watch it bounce a little bit. But it's not fun to watch it on the green. But, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I mean, use a little more loft, a little softer. Let it run out a little bit is my always my take on that one. And, you know, I, this gets back into – Years ago, back when I worked, uh, when I was on the Golden Bear Tour, I worked for Randy Myers at PGA National, the great Randy Myers, who is one of the all-time greatest, uh, you know, golf-specific fitness trainers in the world. And I'll never forget this. So when people ask me, what do we do in the winter to, to, to get better? I say stretch and then, you know, work on your body. Go take a putting lesson. And, and, I mean, go get a putting lesson indoors on a sand putt lab like we have at Nemecolon. I'll tell you, everything we need to work on all winter, go in there and, and get a dead zero putting disc and get in there and start working on your putting and, and, and you know, dial that in. And that will do you the, the most good that you can ever possibly do. But a quick story on this, I, I went to Randy Myers and, I was playing on the Golden Bear Tour, and I was getting all these personal training sessions. I said, Randy, I need to get golf-specific personal training. You know, all right, great, you know. And we stretched for like a month and a half. And and finally I said to him, I said, after like my, I don't know how many, you know, it was a lot. I said, hey, Randy, uh, when are we going to start lifting? He goes, and he punched me right in the face with his comeback. <laughs> it was like, well, you can touch your toes. And I went, oh, my God. <laughs> He's serious about this. I mean, he's not letting me live. I mean, we stretched for months, and I was like, "Rand, damn, Rand, this is getting this is getting old." Like, I I want to start. Like, he goes, "Eric, you cannot lift now. You have to get your muscles lengthened. You have to stretch them. Then we'll have the fitness element to it." So, I don't want a zillion emails of you know saying I I'm a bad human, but for the most part, men are a little more, uh, they're stronger, less flexible. Females are a lot, you know, more flexible, you know, less strong. It's men and women. Please don't send me the emails. I get it. But, uh, you know, I mean, so we, we have to kind of train the human that's standing in front of us. And, and Randy certainly did that with me. And, and I, I appreciate that to this day. And, uh, you know, go out there, Take a putting lesson. Um, get in, get in your house. You, you don't need you put a quarter out in front of you and, and putt to a quarter. I promise you, it'll do you better. And and you know, listen, we touch our putter more than we touch anything. Period. End of story. That's 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 the deal. If you can make a three footer, a four footer, a five footer, you're gonna instantly lower your handicap. If even a two footer for some people, you know, if you can make those short putts and learn how to get the face really square at impact then you're going to lower your handicap, period, end of story. Eric, just a couple more, but uh, you talk about Nemeco and Woodlands Resort, and you know I talked about it at the top of the show, but what a fantastic resort that place looks like uh, when, you, when you check out their website. Talk about all the great amenities and what a, uh, what a fantastic resort it is. <clears throat> well, thanks, Chris. I, I'm honored to be there, and I... I can't thank the Hardy family enough for having me. Uh, Maggie Hardy from 84 Lumber, uh, her father, Joe Hardy, who is now 94, 
and I see him literally five, six times a day, drives around the resort every day looking at stuff. He just he loves to be in the in the know. And and if you get a chance to be around him, uh the first day I started, I will never forget this in my whole life. Mr. Hardy, uh, his assistant called me and said he'd like to meet you at 8.30, and I wouldn't be late. And I, <laughs> I started laughing. I said, thank you, thank you. I got that one. But, uh, you know, he comes in at like, you know, 8.28. Hey, good morning, everybody. He's just, 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 the, the, just the most friendly human you'll ever meet in your life. And he he sat me down, and he told me how it was the people to make an organization great, not necessarily the product. And he said, I want you to own this. I want you to make it your own. And I want you to do all this and I want you to make it great. And I've never heard that in my life. Normally I go to, you go to a new club or you go somewhere and it's like, okay, this is how we do things. And this, here's a guy that runs a $3 billion a year in sales company. And he's telling me, I want you to own it. And I thought, Oh my God. And his daughter, Maggie Hardy, is now the uh, president and CEO of 84 Lumber and Nemecolon. And she is an incredible human being. Uh, she just, uh, she's got a, a, just a heart that's greater than life. And, and, you know, I just can't be more happy to be there. Oakmont was a great time in my life. There's no question about that. Uh, but, I'm having more fun at Nemecolon than I ever thought was possible. And, you know, it, it, it's just such an incredible place. It's a 2,000-acre fantasy land of everything from we have four tigers, we have a uh, – we or excuse me, we have four lions, we have a white tiger, we have a, we have a white buffalo, we have – you can't believe the animals that we have. We have a shooting academy, Nemecolon Shooting Academy, top five in the United States of America. We've got two great Pete Dye golf courses. Uh, you know, it's just a, the spa is all world. Latrec, we have Christian Chef, Christian Butterworth, number one chef, female chef in the United States of America. Only five diamond award for a, this run by a female. Uh, you know, I just can't be happier to be there. Uh, it, it has been, I got to pinch myself every day I drive in the gates. Uh, the Chateau is amazing. The people are amazing. Monty Hansen, our, our managing director, is just uh, I've got all the faith in the world in him. Um, he's a strong human being. Uh, runs runs it beautifully. Mike Jones. They hired Mike Jones from Kapalua in Hawaii, and I knew when once they hired Mike, they were serious about getting back in the golf business again. And I was lucky enough to to jump on his coattails and ride him and uh, uh, into uh, you know a successful year. And and uh, we we hired Justin Collins from Pete Dye Club and is our head professional. We, I've hired uh, Aaron Starsick, who's probably one of the best club fitters in the United States of America. We just we do a tour tour van experience. I mean, we build everything. We we fit it. We build it. We weigh it. We frequency analyze it right there on the spot. We don't send it out to be done. We do it correctly uh, on site. And you know they've they've removed obstacles and provided solutions and that's exactly what a great managers are supposed to do and they let us do what we uh are good at and and i can't be more thankful for that so it's an incredible spot nemecolon woodlands uh, nemecolon.com jump on the website take a peek it's 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 just extraordinary 
And Eric, one more before we let you go, but you mentioned we're both Steeler fans. <clears throat> so tied with the Patriots at the top of the AFC, right? We're eight and two. We get to play them in yep. a few weeks, but uh, is this the year? Is this the year we finally get, can get past the you know the Patriots curse? <laughs> now you're putting me on the tiger thing again. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, yes. How's that? I'll tell you what. Um, I I just think I think that I think you know Ben's playing. He's been in and out. He's got a lot of gas left in the tank. Le'Veon Bell is getting his stride back. Antonio Brown, best receiver in the National Football League, hands down, period, end of the story. Uh, I was there at the game on Thursday. It was incredible. I mean, he lit it up. And uh, Juju, I mean, he is unbelievable. And Martinez Bryant actually caught a few, and I was like, yeah, kind of happy about that. And And I think that I'd like to get rid of some of these little screen dump passes and some of this stuff, but you know, it really, Ben's healthy. The team is really uh, surprisingly healthy. So, and that's what it comes down to this year. I think the end of the year, the the healthiest team, and you know, unfortunately, that's way it's wrote out a bunch of years. But I think the healthiest team is going to win, and I think we are really healthy right now. Everybody looks like they're. They're they're kind of on you know on a on a great path. I, I'm shocked that we lost to the <laughs> you know the Bears. I mean, uh, but the Steelers seem to play terrible to terrible teams. They play down to bad teams right. and they play yeah, and then they beat the Chiefs. You know, five and zero they beat the Chiefs. Yeah, so they, they're kind of a funny little team to figure out. But I really I really liked it. You know and. I think the last thing I'll say on that is that Bill Belichick is, uh, you know, he's he's a man among boys, and and Tom Brady is really a really a, you know, five, he's got to be. We might argue that one too that he might be the best quarterback ever in the NFL. Right. So you know they got a big that's a tall order, but I I think because of the health issues, I think they got a chance this year. I really do. Eric, you know I love your website, ericjohnsongolf.com. Remind our listeners about what they can find on your site and then how they can also uh, keep track of all the great things you do on social media. Oh, that's nice of you, Chris. Uh, Nemecolon.com. You can see all the things we do. We do golf schools, uh, private instruction, tour fitting. You know, it's uh, our fitting experience is one of the best you'll ever see. We have every manufacturer and PXG and TaylorMade, Titleist, Callaway, all of them. Um, we, uh, you can see me on Facebook at Eric Johnson and uh, I Twitter EricJohnsonGolf.com or Eric Johnson Golf. I don't do it enough. I'm gonna. I promise. I said that a bunch. I'm gonna keep doing it more. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, I promise I'll get out there and do it more. I just, I just need to find a few minutes of my day. I, my three boys are wonderful boys. Are or need some attention here, and uh, I don't get to do it as much as I want. But, you know, nemacolon.com, ericjohnsongolf.com, Eric Johnson Facebook, all that stuff. Eric, you know, it's, it's always a great time getting to spend time with you, and it just every time we, we have the opportunity to chat, the, you know, the time just flies by. I can't thank you enough, though, for coming back as often as you have and being a part of the show. You're fantastic, my friend. Hey, Chris, thanks. And you need to come to Nemecolon. We've been talking about that a bunch. You need to get here, and I'm not going to 
let it stand for another year without you coming. And, uh, and I also want to thank a great men and women in the military. I, you know, we, I, we, uh, see some, uh, individuals that seem to not want to stand for that, that flag. And that flag means a lot to us Americans and, you know, people out there getting, you know, uh, just, I, I don't, I don't understand that there's a better cause, but the, the great men and women in this military are the reason that people can, can, voice their opinion thank god and uh you know if they threaten the united states of america they need to meet their creator but uh you know shoot straight out there and thank you to the men and women of the armed forces and we really appreciate everything that you guys do out there and uh chris i i don't know you, you're the best to talk to I, I i've never met a more prepared man in radio and thank you so much i i really appreciate you i appreciate you saying that eric Take care, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, and uh, we look forward. I'm already looking forward to the next time I get to have you on the show. Hopefully that's real soon. In between now and then, All my best. take care. All my best. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. You know, have fun. All right. Take care, Eric. Thank you very much. We'll catch up soon. That is the great Eric Johnson. Again, ericjohnsongolf.com. And his site is fantastic. A lot of a lot of great videos, a lot of great teaching aids. Nemico and Woodland Resort is an unbelievable replay, uh, place. I, I can't tell you, you know, how impressive it is when you go on their site to see what a fantastic resort it is. So I highly, uh, highly encourage you to go check it out. And if you have, if you've never seen it, go look online and uh, and Google it as well, because the things that you'll read will just blow your mind for what a wonderful place it is. Can't thank Eric enough for his time tonight. We look forward to catching up with him again real soon. All right, folks, before we close up shop, you know how we like to always remind you about our good friend and PGA Tour Pro Jim Estes and the great folks over at the Salute Military Golf Association. Let's hear a word from Jim about the great things that they continue to do. The Salute Military Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country. Hi, I'm Jim Estes, PGA Golf Pro and co-founder of the Salute Military Golf Association. With my adaptive golf program, we've successfully helped thousands of soldiers in their recovery, both mentally and physically. The SMGA has been providing family-inclusive golf experiences across the country since 2007. To date, the SMGA has equipped more than 1,000 warriors with properly fitted golf clubs and has extended its clinic series to more than eight chapter and affiliate locations across the U.S. If you are a wounded veteran interested in participating or if you'd like to learn more about the Salute Military Golf Association and find a chapter closest to you, visit our website at smga.org. We've seen firsthand how impactful golf can be in aiding one's recovery. The Salute Military Golf Association, empowering wounded veterans one fairway at a time. Visit smga.org. That's smga.org. Yeah, folks, they are doing amazing things at the Salute Military Golf Association. Please go online to find out more information and how you can get involved by looking up smga.org. Again, smga.org. Folks, I also want to shout out uh, to our friends over at the Bradley Putter Company. Over the last several months, you've heard me talking about the meteoric rise of the Bradley Putter Company. From concept a year ago, last Black Friday, to one of the sensations at the PGA Merchandise Show back in January, I've got mine, and boy, it's a beauty. We are proud to be partnering with Bradley to help them promote their unique line of putters made from burl wood. And, folks, these are not ornamental putters. People rave about the look and feel of the Bradley putter. And like I say, I've got mine, and it's, uh, they make them in the shape and the color that you, know, that you want. Mine is in black and yellow to support my Pittsburgh teams. Go online to BradleyPutters.com to see how fantastic this new line of putters really is. 
All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Team. My sincere thanks once again to Cindy Miller and Eric Johnson for joining me tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please give me your thoughts. Check out our page on Facebook, Next on the Team with Chris Mascaro, and right in there, please give us your comments. Plus, if you've got a question for you know one of the guests that we've had on the show or one of our future guests, we'll be sure to get that uh, question, whether it's answered for you on the air or passed along to the guest and get that answer back to you. Please also check us out online at nextonthetea.net. There is where you'll be able to see who some of those future guests are going to be. Plus, you can stream or download any of our archive episodes for free from there as well. Please also check out our sister show on the football side, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host Bob Lazare and our announcer Joe Lajanusa. That show airs live every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can stream it live on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, plus, you know that show like this one is. They are also available as free podcasts on on iHeartRadio, plus on our good friends over at Podbean. Can't thank those folks enough for featuring both shows and their sports and recreation section. Plus, folks, if you love streaming podcasts and across all genres, go check them out online at podbean.com and download their mobile app as well. On Thursday Night Tailgate, we are joined every week by five NFL legends sharing their stories about their playing days and insights into today's game. Plus, we also highlight two players doing great things in their communities in our Spotlight on the Positive segment as well. Again, you can find that show online at ThursdayNightTailgate.com, this show next on the T.net. Folks, thank you so much for choosing to listen to the show today. We know you've got thousands of podcasts and shows that you have the opportunity to listen to. We really appreciate the fact that you're making Next on the T one of them. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the T with Chris Mascaro, where PGA and LPGA pros and top instructors and media members go to tell their stories Join us the same time every Tuesday to hear more stories about the game we love from people who love sharing those stories with you. It's all about the great game of golf. It's all about the great game of golf.